Welcome to Dominion Today with Kevin and Chantel Davis, a podcast where you will learn how to discover your calling, live your purpose, and fulfill your destiny. By listening to these episodes, you'll build the confidence you need to operate in dominion and authority so you can walk in the revelation of the victory that belongs to you in Christ Jesus. Now, here's your host, Kevin Davis. So three keys to prayer and fasting and uh, if you have your bibles with you i'm actually going to start right there with key number one which is the essential ingredient of prayer so key number one already is prayer serves as the catalyst for breakthrough key number one prayer serves as the catalyst for breakthrough and the scripture that i want to read with you it's a little bit of a lengthy scripture but i really want to read it in its entire context acts chapter 4 from verse 23 Acts chapter 4 and verse 23. It says that as soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and the elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. They said, O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, Why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against this Messiah. In fact, this has happened here in this very city. For Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. Verse 28, but everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power and may miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Verse 31, Acts 4, 31. After this prayer, and as we just found, it was a very short, simple, precise prayer. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they preached the word of God with more boldness. You see, the early church was marked by their faith and boldness. The early church understood the necessity and the importance of prayer. When they faced a particular predicament, when they faced persecution, when they faced the threats of the leading authority in their time, who told them that they were not able to again preach, heal, or speak anything in the name of Jesus. So they did the only thing that they know how to do. And that was to get together in a secret place and pray. You see, they understood, even in the time that they were living in, that a fear of a fearful world needs a fearless church a fearful world needs a fearless church and you see the key to becoming fearless is spending time in the secret place and so as a side note in dealing with key number one which is again prayer serves at the as the catalyst for breakthrough i want to share four keys quickly as a side note to key number one which is the topic and the key of prayer, four keys to meeting God in the secret place. 
And the scripture reference for you is Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6, which says this, But you, when you pray, not if you pray. And we will also later hear that it also does not say if you fast, but also when you fast. But now you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So these four keys that I have for you quickly, just as a side note to the topic of prayer, which deals with how to meet God in the secret place. Number one is that it has to be intentional. Number one, meeting God in the secret place requires you to be intentional. In other words, when you approach the Lord in prayer, make sure that you get to a place in your mind where you know that this is my intention. My intention is to spend quality time with the Lord in the secret place. When you go to the grocery store, it's intentional. I mean, whoever goes to pick and pay or checkers or woolies and just goes down the aisle, up the aisle, down the aisle, up the aisle, and go from aisle to aisle to aisle, spend an hour and buy nothing. When you go to the grocery store, it's intentional. When you go to the gym, it is intentional. When you go to the secret place, it has to be intentional. Point number two is that it has to be private. In other words, this is also why in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus very clearly says, shut the door. In other words, get rid of the distractions. It is very difficult for you to get into a space where you begin to pray and then there's the television, there is the cell phone, there is all kinds of things from a technological point of view that is screaming at you, demanding your attention. It is also difficult to be in that secret place where you really are intentional about spending time with the Lord only to you know, get that bang on the door, mom, mom, dad, dad, or whatever the case may be. In other words, it has to be private. And there is something really significant that happens when you shut the door. I've preached on this extensively in the past, and I'm not going to go into this. But what I just want to quickly say on this topic is that when Elisha told the widow with that little bit of oil, he made it very clear that when they go into their home, they must shut the door they have to be intentional about shutting the door and for that miracle to take place in the secret place and so it was only this widow with her sons who were in that room and when she shut the door to the natural it was then that God opened the door that leads to the supernatural so there's something really powerful that happens when Jesus went into the room to heal in other words, actually what happened there was to raise Jairus' daughter from the dead. Not only to heal, but to raise her back to life. He was intentional about shutting the door and allowing no one else into the room except for her parents and the three closest of his disciples. Everyone else was told to get out of the room. What is so interesting as well is that the word room or closet 
in Matthew chapter 6 that we just read. Matthew 6 verse 6. The word room or closet is a Greek word referring to a secret, quiet place. A place where you can escape to when you need to gain perspective. That, that is what it means. So when Jesus says, go and in, go into your room, go into your closet, close the door. And then you will be able to meet the Lord who is in the secret place. The secret place is the place that you retreat to, that you go to, to gain fresh perspective. And this is also why we are praying and fasting during this time. Especially now at the beginning of this year is to allow the Holy Spirit to impart to you fresh perspective. And so I pray that even now as you become intentional and spending private time with the Lord in the secret place, that you will come out having gained fresh perspective in Jesus' name. Number three is that it has to be intimate. You see, intimacy always follows privacy. And that is why newlywed couples have to go away on honeymoon. Okay? Intimacy follows privacy. So if we can acknowledge the importance of spending time alone with our spouse, why do we not acknowledge the importance of spending time with God in the secret place? That's just an open question. Then point number four dealing with the four keys to meeting God in the secret place, dealing with the first key, the topic of prayer, just as a side note, but key number four to meeting God in the secret place is that it has to be genuine. It has to be authentic. During Jesus' entire earthly ministry, He constantly rebuked the Pharisees for their desire to be heard, and to be seen. He constantly rebuked them. Because they loved to engage in lip service unto the Lord. They, they were uttering these words. And they were uttering and, and releasing the prayers in the atmosphere. But, but God was saying that listen. You are releasing all of these words. And you are saying the right things. And it sounds so good. And it looks so noble. Yet your hearts are removed Far from me. So this is why it's important. Never try and impress. Don't be fake. Be real. Be sincere. You know, I meet so many people when it comes to this topic of fasting. You know, it's like the, 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 it's it's like it's become a competition, a game. Who can fast the longest? You know, I've I've gone forty days without any eating anything. You know, and then you hear some people say, you know, I've gone twenty-one days without drinking anything. Now, you know, come on. Let's just be real. Let's just be real. It's not about gaining the approval of man or gaining certain bragging rights so that you can feel that you are more superior or more spiritual than those around you. So come on, can we just get to the place where we can actually be real? Can we just get to the place where we can actually acknowledge the fact that if you just suddenly, like we're doing now, getting onto this fast, and you've been drinking your caffeine and your coffee every single day for the last year since maybe your last fast or the last six months since your last fast. Who knows? And now you're going to have some caffeine withdrawals. So you're going to have a little bit of a, of a headache here and there. You're going to have, 
uh, you know, a few challenges and you're going to go through the grumpiness and you're going to go through all of these normal physical reactions or physical or physiological, biological responses to you now actually shutting your mouth and fasting certain things. Let's be real. So let's be sincere when we actually make the decision and become intentional about spending time with the Lord in the secret place. And so if this is going to be the year of dominion, prayer needs to be a priority. And the reason is, is that a prayerless church is a powerless church. And so this is something that we have really also done. And this is something that I've introduced even now recently, once again for this year, is every single day we've got prayer points. So this is how I even now during this fast. Every day there is a scripture, there is a prayer point, and we do not just limit this to just Dominion Church. I mean, here we are, many of you representing other incredible churches all across South Africa and even outside of the borders of South Africa. But let's make it, call it, let's make the effort and let us go all out this year, the year of Dominion. To make prayer a priority because a prayerless church is a powerless church so that just quickly deals with the topic of prayer and like i said the 40 minutes that i have with you tonight as the load shedding is about to kick in this side uh, is not going to be enough time to really do each and every one of these topics justice so what I'm just doing is I'm just whetting your appetite. I'm just stimulating some thought. I'm just dropping golden nuggets and revelation for it to come as we embark on this fast so that you know what in essence you're signing up for, that you know what it is that you should go to expect or come to expect. And, you know, in essence, you should just be in a place where you position yourself to see the glory of God be made manifest in you and through you. So we've dealt with key number one. Key number one again is that prayer serves as the catalyst for breakthrough. Key number two dealing with the topic of fasting then is that fasting increases your capacity to receive spiritual power. Key number two, fasting increases your capacity to receive spiritual power. So if Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah, understood and recognized the importance of fasting and prayer who are we to say that somehow we no longer have to engage in prayer or fasting you know if it is that maybe you grew up like me in the church that i grew up in there was a lot of emphasis placed on prayer but i'll be honest with you fasting was a foreign concept but again as we're going to discover just now in matthew chapter 6 Jesus said in Matthew 6 verse 16 to 17, he said, when you fast, he did not say if you fast. It is in the exact same chapter, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6 that I just read to you as part of key number one, dealing with the topic of prayer. It doesn't say if you pray, but also when you pray. So it's not if you fast. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 16 to 17, when you fast. Three chapters later, in Matthew chapter 9, verse 15, Jesus says these words. He promised that they, the disciples, will fast. Then in Matthew chapter 26, verse 40 to 41, Jesus says these words to the disciples when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And these words always just really just hit a, hit a chord in my heart. 
in the NLT, Jesus says this. He says, then he returned to the disciples and he found the disciples asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one single hour? He continued to say, watch and pray so that you will not enter into temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. You see, Jesus understood that, which is why he reminded the disciples of the significance, the role of the spirit in how the, the, the flesh has to be in subjection to the spirit and not the other way around. You see, this is why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 27 in the New Living Translation, 1 Corinthians 9 27, Paul says this, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. In other words, he also says this, he says, I beat my body into submission. The flesh cannot be allowed to do what the flesh wants to do. We have in the book of Galatians, that which is specifically outlined as the work of the flesh, or even as I would like to call it then in contrast to, this, to the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the flesh. So we have the fruit of the flesh and then we have the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the flesh lead to sin and sin leads to a separation from God. But then when we actually begin to understand the role, the significance of the spirit, that we as human beings, you are more spirit than you are body. You are a spirit man having in essence a bodily earthly experience. Because the moment this body dies, your spirit continues to live into all of eternity and so this is why paul recognized the fact that he had to beat his body into submission because he said i discipline my body like an athlete training it to do what it should so he was not going to allow his body his flesh the desires of the flesh the works of the flesh to have the upper hand and this is why fasting and prayer just really causes your spirit man to arise and cause the flesh to get into submission to the will of the spirit this is what fasting and prayer will allow you to do someone once said that man betrayed god through food so it makes sense for us to fast in order for us to once again attain power and authority that was lost now the betrayal through food obviously speaks of the fruit that was eaten from the forbidden tree and what is interesting is this the hebrew word for fasting means simply this to shut the word fasting means to shut the reason why i emphasize this quickly on this broadcast is for this reason is because there are a lot of people who simply go about fasting from the perspective of hey I'll eat whatever I want to eat. I'll drink whatever I want to drink. For me, fasting is not about what I drink. Fasting is not about what I eat. You know, I'll just restrict my time on social media. I'll just restrict my time on my mobile device. I'll just restrict my time on my Xbox or my PS5. Come on, that's not fasting. Now, I'm not saying that you should not maybe uh, put away some of those things or, or just not spend as much time on that. I'm not at all advising that Hey, just don't eat, just, you know, go and play games as much as you want. Not at all am I advising anyone to do so. But what I want to just really emphasize is this, is that if it was that 
fasting equates to no longer playing video games or no longer having access to social media or your cell phone in general, then understand that everyone born before the 1900s fasted every single day of their lives. So come on, that's not fasting. From a biblical point of view, that which Jesus intended when he said that they will fast. Think about that. For us not to fast is to call Jesus a liar. He said that his disciples will fast. We are followers of Christ. We are disciples. We are the ones who follow in the footsteps of Jesus. And as Jesus did, we also do. And so we cannot think that somehow Jesus meant that, hey, with fasting, you can eat whatever you want to eat, drink whatever you want to drink, just play a little bit less Xbox or PS5. Come on, that's not fasting. So let's just get back to what is really, really important. And let's understand what is meant by fasting from a biblical point of view. Again, what we want to ensure is this, is that when we shut the door to the natural, God is able to open up the door that leads to the supernatural. You see, I do not just want, and I'm sure I'm speaking on behalf of every single one of you, you do not just want natural results. You want supernatural results. You want the Lord to be able to go on ahead of you to prepare the way for the greatness that's about to come and break forth this year. Hey, challenges are going to come this year. Most definitely. You can bet on it. Challenges are coming this year, 2023. But this is why it's the year of dominion. If it is that you've been paying attention and you've been uh, attending Dominion Church or you've been listening to our podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, search for Dominion Today. We'll even put up the link a little bit later during this broadcast. But when you listen to what I even just recently said on Sunday, is every challenge you need to actually embrace, first of all, number one, as an opportunity to increase your capacity. And then number two, every challenge you should see and embrace as an opportunity, as a setup for you to demonstrate the fact that you have dominion. So there is a powerful shift that begins to take place when we begin to see the challenges from God's perspective. And so, in coming back to point number two, key number two, is this fasting increases your capacity to receive spiritual power. So there are some things that we cannot do without fasting. In Mark chapter 9, verse 14 to 29, I'm not going to read all of that, but uh, you can just make a note of it. Mark chapter 9, verse 14 to 29. In the New King James Version of the Bible, we read about a demon-possessed boy. And Jesus was speaking to the disciples and those who were in that area, because remember what happened was the disciples could not cast out this demon from this boy. And so Jesus then arrives on the scene and then he delivers this boy from this demon. But Jesus makes this particular remark when the question came, why were the disciples unable to cast out the demon from this boy? And Jesus said these words. He said, this kind of demon does not come out except through prayer and fasting. Now, grab a hold of this revelation just quickly is Jesus did not say, okay, this demon does not come out except through prayer and fasting. 
I'll see you back in 40 days and I'll deliver this boy from this demon. No, 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 no. Jesus was able right there and then to deliver the boy from the demon. So where, why the apparent contradiction? You see, whenever we discover or we come across something which seems to be an apparent contradiction, you know that revelation is just beneath the surface. The moment you get to a place where something is said or something happens that seems to contradict or it seems to stand in contrast to that which has just taken place or something that God has just instructed, you know that revelation is just beneath the surface. So Jesus did not go for seven days, 21 days or 40 days to go and fast, come back, deliver the boy from the demon. He was able to do it right there and then. But why would Jesus say that this demon does not come out except through prayer and fasting? Why? It's because Jesus had a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. His life was marked by a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. And so I want to encourage you on this particular note to really make prayer and fasting your lifestyle. It's not about just doing it now. The fact that you're doing it now, great. That's wonderful. But let us also get into, and I don't want to just say the word habit because there's a negative connotation you know, to that word. But let us make it part of our active lifestyle. That in essence, how we also, and in, in, in how we worship the Lord that we do so by means of spending time in the secret place, seeking the Lord, spending time with Him. Because key number two is fasting increases your capacity to receive spiritual power. So there are some things that you cannot do without fasting. So prayer and fasting is a vital tool in the hands of the believer for the, for the delivery of signs, wonders, and miracles. The late Dr. Miles Monroe said this. He said, fasting increases your capacity to receive spiritual power, which is why I've made key number two the way I, I worded it. So if you cannot overcome your growling stomach, just think about that for a moment. Some people just say, well, you know, my stomach really hurts. My stomach is growling. You know, the food is calling me. I cannot help but go and eat. You know, <laughs> think about this. If you cannot overcome a growling stomach, how are you going to overcome growling demons? Because key number two is fasting increases your capacity to receive spiritual power. And can you believe it? We are at key number three already. So key number three is this. is Fasting facilitates the outbreak of of revelation fasting facilitates the outbreak of revelation isaiah 58 verse 8 says this it says your light shall break forth like the morning and psalm 119 verse 130 in the new living translation says the teaching of your word gives light so when you fast you prepare your spirit to receive powerful revelation from god's word you cannot fast and not have an expectation then to hear God. And if it is truly your desire, He will give you revelation. He will give you new insight and He will also give you understanding. All of which will strengthen in turn your faith to receive 
from him. And so the question is, what are you believing the Lord to do in your life? What are you believing the Lord for? What are you believing him to come and do on your behalf? What do you need him to come and do for you in the area of your health? What are you believing the Lord to come and do for you in the area of your finances? What are you believing the Lord to come and do in the area of your family, in your marriage? Maybe even in your business, in your ministry, in your church, in your community. It makes no difference. What are you believing the Lord to come and do for you? What is so powerful is that when we begin to spend time in the secret place. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1, not verse 2, which deals with the topic of vision. In verse 1 it actually says that I will go to the tower. The tower speaking also of the secret place. And I will watch what he will say unto me. However, in the Hebrew it doesn't say unto me, but into me. When God speaks to you, when you have positioned yourself in the secret place, utilizing the four keys to meeting God in the secret place that I shared with you. If you missed it, just go and listen to this again and you'll hear it as I shared those four keys with you. But what is so powerful is that when you spend time with the Lord in the secret place, vision comes, revelation comes. But He doesn't just speak those words unto you. He doesn't just whisper those words into your ear. The words of God come directly into your spirit man. And that is how revelation is birthed. That is how revelation breaks through and breaks forth. And so I encourage each and every one of you to seek Him, to press in, to pray, to fast, to consecrate yourself. That means to set yourself apart. Because as you set yourself apart, you set yourself up for greatness, for breakthrough, for victory. Once again, this is 2023. The year of dominion. And I'm believing that whatsoever challenge will come your way this year, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. That every single weapon that the enemy forges and aims against you, you will overcome. You will persevere. You will stand strong. You will conquer. You will extend and advance your territory as you advance his kingdom and give him the glory. And so I want to pray with you in closing. But I want to also say that if there are those of you who are watching right now and you would like to also be part of something bigger than yourself, you want to be part of history in the making, join us. Join the movement. Join us and be a part of what God is doing right here in this region of the Helderberg. And if it is that you uh, tuned in at the beginning of this broadcast, you've already heard me speak about the plant that we are about to embark on. Planting Dominion Church in Worcester. If this is something that resonates with you and you want to be a part of this, I want you to really even consider in becoming a partner of this incredible ministry. To become a partner of this incredible vision of which Chantelle and I have the privilege and the awesome responsibility of pioneering. And so if that is you and you'd like to get some more information about Dominion, who we are, what we are, what we believe, where we are going, and the role that you can play in, in f helping us fulfill this incredible vision, you can go to the website. That is dominion.org.za. So you can go to the website, dominion.org.za. Typing that right now. 
and you can click on partner and you can fill in that form you can partner with us if it is that you would just like to sow a once-off seed and you just want to be a blessing you can also do so you can just click on give and there's also ways for you to be a blessing even if it is just a once-off blessing however it is that you want to get involved however it is that you want to uh, partner with us whether as a monthly partner, whether as just a once-off gift, whether just even if it is just during this next 21 days as you fast and as you pray for us, doesn't matter. However you want to be a part, however you want to press in, do what the Spirit of the Lord is telling you to do. And so let's pray in closing. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every single one who has joined us on this broadcast tonight. Father, I pray that every single prayer request will become a praise report by the end of this month of January, 2023, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that as we become intentional about spending quality private time with you in the secret place, where we cannot be in, a, in, in that space with all of our pretenses and facades and masks, but Lord, we want to be open. We want to be intimate with you. We want to let go of all of our preconceived ideas and everything else that is of this world. All forms of, con of contamination and everything else that we have uh, gotten and, and have been a part of. Lord, I pray that this would be the time that we would enter in to your throne room, into the holy of holies, unhindered access. And so, Lord, I pray that as we spend time in the secret place, that revelation will break forth. That revelation and understanding, divine insight will come. That vision will be birthed. That people will receive an impartation of their true and divine identity and purpose and destiny. And so Lord, I thank you for every single one on this broadcast. Everyone who's even making the decision to partner. Those who decide to give. Those who decide to be part of something bigger than themselves. To be part of history in the making. In whichever form, shape or size. Father, I speak your blessing upon them. I release your sevenfold anointing and blessing. In the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that whatsoever you touch, that it will prosper. That even in this time, that divine strategies and blueprints will come to your heart and your mind. That you will have the faith, the boldness and the tenacity to act upon it. For the vision that's about to break forth and come will not be small. It will be big. It might seem intimidating to you. It might even scare you. But it is a big vision coming from a big, big God. For He has big, enormous plans for your life. And so Lord, I thank you that we can respond to this word tonight in faith and by faith. And decree and declare that it is so. That it is so. And so Lord I thank you. That the next 21 days will be marked by the miraculous. It will be marked by the power of God. By your glory. The advancing of your kingdom. In Jesus name. Amen. And Amen. Thank you so much. For every single one who's jumped on. And uh, as I said, if you want to go to the website, dominion.org.za, you can do so. And uh, if it is that tonight's broadcast blessed you, maybe you didn't want to share it before because you were not sure what Pastor Kevin was going to say tonight. Uh, you've heard. <laughs> so if it is that uh, you now deem it safe to share the feed, share it with your friends, share it with your family, and uh, just share it far and wide. 
Let this teaching and revelation be a blessing to the body of Christ. This is why we're making it available. It's freely available. We've got some other resources available as well. Let me put that number in for you as well. It's 073-313-8169. I've even put it right there in the comment section once again in the international format. Send us a WhatsApp. Save that contact as Dominion Church and uh, send us a message if you'd like some more information. And remember, every single day we are also going to be putting up a short verse for the day as well as a particular prayer topic or prayer point, a prayer that you can pray into that. And that is just going to serve as a as a kickstart. Okay, that is not to say that's the only portion of scripture that you're going to read. That's the only short prayer you're going to say for the day, and the rest of the few hours you're just not going to abstain from food. No, that is just but a something that we're putting out there just to help to help facilitate people to get into the Word, to get into the secret place, and spend alone time with Him in private. And remember that as Matthew chapter 6 reminds us and promises that the Lord who is in the secret place will reward us openly, publicly for all to see. So that even your enemies will not be able to deny the fact that you are blessed and highly favored. So for myself and Chantel and everyone else right here from Somerset West, Stellenbosch and the Helderberg region of glorious South Africa, God bless you. We love you. We'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you'd like to help Kevin and Chantel reach and impact this generation, thank you in advance for sharing this episode with your world. If you have enjoyed Dominion today, follow Kevin and Chantel on Instagram, Facebook, and your favorite podcast platform, or connect with them online at dominion.org.za.